Hello and welcome to the ultimate episode of The Two Tones with Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. Uh, myself, Tony Moakley. It is episode 24. There's only one name, as far as I'm concerned, that wore that number uh, to greatness, and that would be the one M. Allen. Agate Allen, Allen. What a player he oh, was. Geez. The record holder in the number 24 Guernsey, it has to be said, Tone. Um, uh, 140 games for the club before he went uh, to the other place who shall remain nameless. Um, but a great player for the club, best and fairest winner too, if memory serves. Yep. I'm just um, reflecting on the, uh, the origins of the number 24 and um, there's some Rather interesting names that sort of jump off the page going back to the, the you know, the early days yeah. of Carlton history. Uh, I look to 1920, Dick Whitman oh, yeah. played 12 games for the club in that particular period. Joe Prince before him, a little bit of royalty there, never yeah. went astray. And um, But we also had Champagne Charlie Hammond. Uh, yes. He played 15 games in the Guernsey. The only Carlton footballer in history to represent his club in five premierships. Bruce wow. still played in four, but Charlie Hammond uh, played in five for the club. How many of those were successful, Tone? Question without notice. They've played all that five. All five, all five oh, okay, were victories. Right. Wow. He, six, seven and eight, and then 14 and 15. And uh, win, 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 win. That's and, quite a record. And, and, That's, uh, that, Charlie, that is uh, Floyd Mayweather-esque. It is. Uh, no wonder they called him Champagne, Charlie. I, I think I would have been on the Mowie uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I played in five, Tone. But, uh, so there you go. It's uh, had an interesting... Um, uh, an interesting uh, storyline, the number 24. Billy Barrett yeah. also played 12 in it. Um, and uh, we go back to Harry Casper, the man that uh, put Coleman out of the, out of the grand final uh, when Coleman retaliated yeah. uh, to a, uh, a Harry Casper cuff, I think it was. Um, uh, he played 56 uh, games in the Guernsey. So it's had, it's had a colourful career, the number 24, shall we say. Well, it, uh, it marks the final episode of The Two Tones for 2017. Um, we are going to cover off a few things. We are going to um, briefly touch on um, Carlton versus Buddy Franklin. Very briefly. Uh, well, uh, what a difference uh, one out makes. I mean, we, I think we previewed this uh, last week. Just the score. And well done to Sydney. Um, 21-12, 138 to Carlton, 8-9, 57. Um, as we pointed out, I think well, it would have been last week, one Alex Silvani who kept the devastating Buddy to 1-1 last time we played. Either Buddy was having a bad day or he was just well-checked by Alex Silvani or a combination of the two. Well, I think it was, I, I think it was probably a combination of the two, but all fairness to Jack Silvani, sorry, to Alex Silvani, I think he had stood Buddy with some success okay. in his days at Fremantle. So um, he, he'd had a pretty good strike rate on the big Budoir. Yeah. And... Um, I think what was frustrating watching the game uh, out of Sydney at the weekend tone, one of the many cause of frustration was that, you know, some of these mitigating factors weren't mentioned yeah. by the commentary, um, oh, by the commentators. That's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we had pro- probably five or six of our starting 18 out mm. injured for, you know, varying degrees. And, look, don't get me wrong, every team gets injuries, particularly at the pointy end of the season, as they say. However... Um, no doubt Alex Silvani would have got first dibs at, mm. at Franklin. But, you know, reflecting on that game, the way the Swans were playing, the way Franklin was playing, gee whiz, there'd be not too much any player could do to stop stop him in rare form. He was, he yeah. was phenomenal, wasn't he? Well, he's um, a phenomenal player, as we know. And if you're a Swans supporter, you're 
especially uh, heartened by that kind of uh, form going into the finals. Yes. And they do take on Essendon in Sydney. Yes. And um, um, I don't think uh, uh, any Carlton supporter would be too upset if Sydney put Essendon out of the finals. Well, it's a fair point. And um, look, I look at Sydney and the SCG, I now put it on a par with um, uh, Geelong and Simmons. Oh, really? Uh, or vice versa. I think both teams have an, a massive home advantage in those small grounds, you know, yep. that uh, really suit them. Uh, so, look, the best for Carlton, uh, Murphy had a great game, 32 touches. Uh, Simo ended up uh, with 29, and uh, we know what – what is his status as far as uh, playing on for next year? Has he signed? Well, I don't know what his contractual status is yet, Tone, but I, I think it's fair to assume that um, he wants to go on, uh, and I think he has indicated that he would like to play on. So I suppose the, the, you know, the, the nuts and bolts will be uh, sorted within the next week or, or so as the reviews, I guess, I guess you know, are on in earnest. So mm. – um, uh, he'll be closing in on 300, won't he, uh, Simo, if he plays next year? Um, uh, look, I, I, I think, you know, um, I think there's, there'll be a, a solution reached. I certainly hope so. I reckon he's got another one left in him. And what a great servant for the current football club Cade Simpson has been. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, reflecting on the game tone, you know, there wasn't too much, too much of an upside in some respects, but... What a relief that um, Kieran Byrne has escaped unscathed. The uh, news came out that it... That you know, wasn't good. It he, did not he, look good, yeah. did it, when Gary Rowan took him out. Yep. And um, I thought, oh, don't tell me he's done a knee. So I think it's been a pretty good outcome that was the ankle that was hurt and um, he's going to make a full recovery there. So he, he was walking after it, which is always a good sign. Yes, yes. But that initial moment, it yeah. looked terrible on, yeah. the, on the replay. You know, he thought, oh, no, in the last game of all games too, <coughs> maybe maybe this is it. But um, well, Yeah, I guess given how, well, not innocuous, but given the Crips injury, which was just, you know, in general, play, but, uh, you know, attempting to smother a kick, and then out of that you get a broken leg. How easy it can happen. It never seems to amaze me, Tony, what can happen to a player on a football field. You know, just when you think you've heard it all, there's another bizarre injury that, you know, comes from absolutely nothing, as you've said, and can sideline a player for, you know, weeks, if not months. So I think, you know, (laughs) thankfully, thankfully, um, it could have been... uh, um, well, it was a lot better than it could have been, mm. that, that outcome for Kieran, because he's worked so hard to get back over that initial knee injury that it would have been absolute tragedy had he uh, broken down again. Well, look, um, thankfully there was nothing more serious than that that came out of the game. I should have mentioned earlier, we are going to announce the Two Tones Player of the Year yes, at the yes, end of this episode. Yes. But, Tone... Um, uh, win, lose or draw, it's often a difficult task to decide who gets the 3-2-1 votes for the Two Tones Player of the Year. Who did you like in the Sydney Carlton game? Well, in the Sydney Carlton game, I would like to, uh, and I've tried to encourage our youth as best I can this year, Tone. I've been most encouraged with the um, the improvement of our, our first and second year players, uh, or the emergence of our first year players anyway. Um, but I'd like to acknowledge with one vote um, a player that I think has um, has really uh, worked his way through a you know a, a mini uh, bad patch, uh, mm. which is I suppose the slings and arrows of fortune uh, as a, a league footballer. Um, Jakob Vietring, I, yes. I think his last month has been tr- tremendous. The way he's worked his way through that 
sort of mini form slump. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what caused it, I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Who knows? But I, I really think he's come back hard and all power to him. Um, uh, Weering's a player, I think, looking at him, he's a very composed, poised sort of footballer. And with his um, with the ball in his hands, you're always pretty confident that he'll do mm. something good with it. And I, I think he, I think he'll become you know uh, one of the real mainstays of, mm. of uh, an already tight Carlton defence. So I gave him one vote. Um, I gave two votes to um, the big bloke Matty Cruiser. I've been an unashamed Cruiser fan all year. <laughs> uh, love the yeah. guy and. Uh, he was so stiff not to make that All-Australian oh, team. what um, was going on there? I don't know what was happening there, Tony. You'll have to uh, query the selectors. <laughs> and uh, three votes to the captain, Mark Murphy, I thought, you know, pretty good into the season. Um, you know, he, he and Gibbs have been under enormous um, pressure yeah. with the absence of the, you know, the big three, the big the three C's, Cripps, Kuno, yep. Cunningham. Uh, and I think, you know, for Mark to lead by example... Under under some really um, you know difficult circumstances, all power to him. He's finished off the year well, and um, I think he led the way this year for Carlton. Good luck to him. Well, those uh, those votes will go towards the ultimate total, yes. which will be announced at the end of the show. I think it's going to knock a lot of people on their backsides when we announce who that winner is. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. What, yes, what a man, what a player. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Well, now, I, um, let's have a look back on uh, season let's 2017. Reflect, let's um, reflect. Now, I'm, I don't want to use the term a curate's egg because, um, because I don't think it was. I think a, a lot of Carlton supporters, and I'm, um, I'm especially gratified too by going to games or just, uh, you know, when I go out and people who come up and say they listen to the podcast. Yes. So, hello, Jonathan, my bite in Collingwood. <laughs> um, uh, <coughs> I get the same... Response myself, uh, which Tone. Is, which Thanks, is, Dad. Uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a chance to kind of well poll the electorate if you like. Yes, and yeah. there is there is a lot of optimism amongst Carlton supporters. So you can look at our ladder position in 2017. But um, I think in exchange for that, you, if you said we're going to end there on the ladder, but we'll get five rising stars, and there is going to be signs of real growth and optimism at the club. Um, uh, uh, nobody would be unhappy with that, a very, with that situation. A very good point you make, Tony. And in fact, I think the view that you you shared there uh, is reflective of the of the rank and file mm. is also one shared by the um, you know the non-aligned experts, the yes. football pundit, who who look at Carlton's season in totality and say, okay, in terms of wins losses, maybe it's not there, but maybe this was a season you don't measure in terms of win loss. It's mm. it's as you say. You look at it in terms of the growth, you know, the overall growth, how players have come on. Not only, you know, the, the new faces at Carlton, but you have to say, if you look at the other end, in the years that, you know, Cruiser, Gibbs and Murphy have all had, well, you know, they've, they've really performed well for the club also. So I think, you know, and then and it, it's thrown into the mix, you know, the form of Liam Jones, you've probably got improvement across the board mm. in terms of, you know, the collective input, how, how the players to a man have really improved in their contributions to the football club. But, you know, when you look back, Tony, at, at the success stories of 2017 for Carlton, you'd have to say, well, the five you know, rising stars, yep. you know, the nominees there, and also I think Liam Jones. I mean, that's probably yep. been the, the success story of 
the year in league football. Matty Cruz are getting through a season without serious injury, and and didn't it show yeah. the way he played? You know, yeah. just to be, you know, that that I think was his best year for Carlton yeah. in his time at, at the club. And um, you know, we, it's often said that tone of big men that they take a little longer to develop. So mm. you would like to think that the best seasons for Matt Cruz are, are still ahead. And now, um, you, you did mention something, and because we, we we may be talking about Matt Cruz a little bit later on, who knows? No spoiler alert there, but um, we won't be talking about Paddy Ryder. I'll give you the drum. Right. Um, one thing that was uh, I don't know, edifying um, was the number of times opposition coaches said that Carlton were a hard team to play against. Now yes. that was not being said well, last year or the year before, or that you know. No, that's a good point, Tony. And and in fact, when you reflect on the games, I mean, I think I think back to the games that's probably sticking my mind. Well, they're, they're probably the most recent. The, you know, the Hawthorne mm. game uh, was an absolute highlight. You know, um, to break that you know that twelve year you know, hoodoo as it was to overcome Hawthorne that way was 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 fantastic to be a part of that experience, particularly mm. in the rooms afterwards to share mm. that moment with the 87 yeah. boys who it's been well documented. But I think back also to, you know, the round six game against Sydney yeah. on the MCG. Yep. I mean, here's a team that we've knocked over that are, that are making a serious tilt on the premiership. Mm. Um, I, I just look back to games like that and also that the games that we were in for yes. a long Stages, and I thought, well, it's a fine line, isn't it? We're not mm. that far away, you know. And uh, well, the Essendon mate, game was an example of that. Well, there was, there was Melbourne, you know, eight, there's so yes. many that, yeah, I, that yeah. you reflect back on. You think, gee whiz, we were right in this. Yeah. And you know, it's often said, you you know, you learn most from a loss. You think of those experiences that the team has been through to prevail against Hawthorne the way they did. You mm. know, when it, it could have gone either way. I think that was a quantum leap for the Carlton Collective and you just like to think that you know it's uh, with time and, and more experience these players are going to be better equipped mm. to win those really tight hard-fought contests and it can only augur well for for the players as a whole and um yeah, roll on 2018, I say. Well, there's an interesting uh, stat here. Carlton six victories this year were one fewer than last year. Uh, and it failed to kick 100 points under coach Brenda Bolton since around 11 2016. Yes. yes, we know that. But that just, to me, says that the back six has uh, melded and does a great job. Very true. Um, Bolton's men lost six matches by 19 points or fewer, but won five by the same margin. Well, um, yes. So that just means... <coughs> well, that means that it, we've been in 11 games, yeah. at, at least, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, you, you, that's 11 wins potentially, you know. Um, okay, we didn't get... We didn't get over the line in six of them. Um, however, um, like I said, I mean, I think I've, the players will glean so much mm. from, you know, the methodology, how, how they played in those games, you know, how they performed, um, uh, what they learned from them, what they can take into, into next year. I, I just think it's, um, it's all part of the learning curve. And, and I think, Tone, getting back to what you've said about the, you know, the, the view of the rank and file, I think they, as one, are... are um, uh, uh, bullish about our prospects mm. because they can see the way forward. They, they, what they've actually been able to see, and it's been really well articulated, I think, by the powers above, is that there's a there's a, a distinct uh, pathway. Mm. You know, there's a there's a people can see the way forward, and they understand the journey and they appreciate the journey. And and I can't speak for um, anyone else, but thinking about the year. I think part of the excitement has been the 
excitement of the journey itself. Mm. We all want to get to the destination, but gee whiz, it's been fun. The ride's been fun, you know, just to see how our players are coming on and, and potentially what the future holds for them. I think it's just really, really uh, inspiring to, to watch on and see these fellows develop. And, uh, and I think what's also happened is the players and Brendan Bolton, they've instilled back in the club this sense of pride that may have been, uh, you know, may have been lost for a, a fair bit of time along the way mm-hmm. after we were so savagely hit by the AFL. Um, yeah. Uh, all those years ago, so I just think I just think the, you know the fact that there's a direction, you know, then and people can appreciate that. And look, this is part of a grand mm. plan. Uh, they understand that you know um, the serious calls had to be made on players. That, you know, the the list oh, had to be been stripped a lot back. Of churn, as there's they been say, a lot yeah. of churn. There's been a lot of churn, and you know, stripped back, start again, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, um, no one no one has ever been upset to see a kid called up to play, mm. you know, and to see that youthful exuberance on show because people can see in a young player the the future of the of of the football club and where it's heading. So um, I, I, I don't think you can help but be upbeat and buoyant about what the future holds because um, you know, clearly there there has been improvement and the improvement will continue and hopefully it'll be swift. Well look I think we've been uh, thanks to the the club's uh, you know, excellent process in in securing Brendan Bolton. I mean, there is a man who just inspires confidence. You look yes. at every press conference he gives. You just think there is a man who who has a plan, who seems very firm in his ideas about where we're going, and um, and and we shall follow. Yeah, now, no. you, you talk about young talent this year. I've got a, one of the highlights of twenty seventeen. If this is not immortalised in an Archibald painting, <laughs> one year tone, I will be. I'll. Um, it, it'll be a greater injustice than. Uh, Crew's not getting into the All-Australian. Um, Alex Silvani's uh, reaction uh, in the pouring rain uh, in Jax. the win against... Oh, Jack. Jax. Sorry, Jax. 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 Yes. Um, uh, against Essendon. I, I know mean, the that, photograph. Yeah. It was the indelible image yeah. that is seared into the back of my, my brain, Tony, and I share it with you. It is... It, that was just a, a, such a fabulous photograph. You know, says it all. Like, yeah. you know... You know, where well, they say picture tells a thousand words, that mm. one tells a million. You know, yeah. it doesn't need a caption. You look at it and you say, wow, how good's this? You know, and, and what I gleaned from seeing Jack Silvani's reaction, winning the great count and jump yes. on the front was what it actually means to him. You know, I love seeing players play, you know, as if uh, their lives depended on, yeah. you know, uh, protecting the Guernsey. And, you know, Sam Doherty's another one like that, you know. Uh, um, just bumped into a couple of people in the cafe. One lady made the comment, in some respects, Doherty reminds her so much of Peter Dean. Oh, just yes. Just the way he plays yeah. with that, you know, sheer desperation yeah. and, and, you know, uh, get out of my way. You know, I'm making the ball my focus. And um, I just love seeing players play like that. And you look at that photograph of Jack. Yeah. And it embodies everything that is great about representing the Carlton Football Club. And, uh, yeah, it's a great call you make, Tony. That, that, that image, that yeah. image in the, in the yeah. rain, it sees everything, doesn't it? It, well, does, it does stick in your mind. It, well, it does because it summed up so much about 2017. It's about the, the emergence of new talent, um, continuity, you know, generational continuity. You look at the Silvanis, that, um, that, he, that playing for the club means everything to him, that, that, club, that the club inspires that kind of loyalty. Yes. Um, and... 
and you know, and a victory over an old foe um, in wretched conditions. And then, that's all, you know, that's fairy tale stuff. That's right, that's right. And we've got to get them twice next year too, by the way, Collingwood. Oh, look, you know, we've, they yeah. only rostered us for one game this year, and yeah. I wasn't happy. Tony, in fact, I was offended by it. <laughs> and we want two games against yeah. Collingwood next right, year. Let's do it. Can you chuck that down for me, please? Now, who? Look, we talked about young players, Tone, um, and we'll, we're going to get to onto speculation about the draft in a moment, and then we will uh, announce, um, to the great surprise of very few people, who the two tones player of the year is. Um, I just want to touch on a, a few people who have emerged this year because, to me, and and this is not to take anything away from established players who have had great seasons, but. Um, the, the next generation coming through, we've seen, as we mentioned, the, the five rising stars, but players like Pickett, Samo to me has been... A revelation, uh, isn't it? Well, what, this is a first year mm. and he's out there, he's... Slides he, slide straight into the middle. Yeah. 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 And, and missed a pre-season too, yeah. we, we remember. But play, plays with so much poise. Like yeah. You, yeah. It's a great call. It looks like he's been there forever and a day. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't seem to have been flustered or intimidated. None of these young blokes are. Mm. You know, they, they, they back themselves, you know, and their abilities. And, um, you know, it may be boys to men, but you never guess the way that they play. And, um, yeah, what, what you said about uh, Petrovsky Seaton's spot on. He, he's, um, looks like he's fitted hand in glove in the, uh, in the midfield. And, um, you know, what a, what a career beckons for, for Samo Petrovsky Seaton. It's, you know, just another one of the great s- stories of 2017 for Garden. Now, who else do you like, Tone? Who else would you nominate, well, let's say, as, you know, who gives you, I guess, the most hope going forward for 2018? Well, who are you hoping, who are you waiting to see, to, I guess, blossom? Well, well, I think Charlie Kerno's one yeah. where you look at him and say, crikey, there's a player of, you know, uh, of the future, you know, and, and uh, look, there's been some massive calls made already, you know. Um, I think Dermot's the one that's referred to him as the next Carey. Um, so, you know, that's a massive call and uh, you wouldn't want to put pressure on the kid. But like I said, the, 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 these fellows back themselves in their, in their own abilities and, and Charlie, um, I thought, as you know, with every game that uh, was played, that he just seemed to be com- becoming more of a presence in games yeah. and making more of an impact on games. He was certainly starting to hold his marks. I think we saw in the Hawthorne game yes. a moment where Brendan Bolton threw him onto the ball. Mm. Um, what What... Charlie Kuno is potentially capable of as anything, and uh, that's that's exciting in itself. Towards the end, we saw um, Jared Pickett really start to yeah. make an impression, also, you know, and uh, he's got great tricks, you know, and um, um, I think that's I think the games I saw Jared Pickett plays, one of those players that actually lit up the place, you mm. know, um, just exciting footballer to watch, got canny ability, and um, another player that, you know, you would think. He's got a great future ahead of him, but I mean, we. I mean, there's plenty of others. You well, know. Harry Mackay. That's well, Harry. A, that, I want to see that journey continue next year. Well, and we saw the glimpses of him, we saw, yeah. they, and they were magnificent. Yeah. They that's, were, you know, again, the, um, by the recruiting part uh, department, multiple bottles of champagne because they they are on it. Well, they are on it, and you know, you've got to give like credit to the uh, the uh, the uh, judges of um, horse horse flesh here at Carlton that they've they've the last two years have certainly got their. Um, their calls right mm. uh, on draft day, and um, and uh, yeah, just um, it, it's exciting to th- to think what might be for for the likes of Mackay, Kerno, Petrovsky, seat, and mm. uh, you know Jared Pickett, as we mentioned, um, Cunningham's another one. You know, we we want to uh, see a bit more of. Um, the sky's the limit for these blokes. 
Um, you mentioned the Kernos. Well, one of the Kernos, the goal they combined for the two brothers. Yes. Before uh, we lost uh, Ed. Yes. Um, and that, uh, God, how much? How much did that hurt uh, throughout the course of the year? The uh, the injury to Ed Kernow. Well, well, it was the collective toll with Cripps missing too. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and uh, I, I just think, you, you know, Carlton to their credit, like in in picking up uh, the likes of Harry Mackay. Previous draft probably realised that they had to get uh, the big blokes at that time. Yeah, perhaps mindful of of the sort of play that would be available this year. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. But I think what we saw, particularly with with you know Ed Kuno, as you say, Cripps and Cunningham towards the end of the year missing, uh, was that the rota- it did impact on the rotations, mm. and uh, it all fell to Gibson Murphy. And you know, I, I thought they were pretty. Pretty good yeah, uh, under were. tremendous duress. Yeah. You know, you, you you know you you can sometimes forget about you know the toll that um, the game takes on you when when it all falls on oh. you. You know, and um, I, I don't think um, I don't think Murphy and Gibbs perhaps um, earned the plaudits they deserve for for um, picking up the slack in the absence of those players that we've mentioned. Well, you, especially when you think of the, the tumult that uh, Gibbs went through at the, the start of the year with the will-he-won't-he he go to Adelaide. Carlton. Complete pro, wasn't yeah, he, the way yeah, absolutely. he approached it? Yeah, yeah. just uh, played a great season. Yes. And there, were, there were games there where he really took it on, took it by the scruff of the neck and showed on-field leadership. And I think a lot of Carlton supporters are going to be... You know, if you want to remember Bryce Gibbs's uh, time at Carlton by one season, it'd be 2017, I think. Yes. Um, uh, another thing, too, that the injury to Sam Rowe damaged us throughout the year because his, his form before that injury, he, he'd really stood up. He was magnificent. Well, that's true. And he, he was magnificent, too. And I, I, from what I'm told, he's uh, making real inroads in his recovery and uh, will hopefully be there for, you know, round one, at, yeah. at least. But... You know, they say crisis creates opportunity, and yeah. I think in his absence, did Alex Silvani slot in? I'm trying to remember mm. the, the chain of events. So I think Alex Silvani came in first, yeah. and then whether Liam Jones, I'm not sure. I thought Liam Jones had kind of come in to pinch hit for Sam Rowe. Maybe I may have did. got that wrong, but, you Maybe. know, that's, that's, you talk about highlights of 2017. Wow. That's one right there. Well, and Alex Silvani, you know, I mean, we, what, the games that we saw, I mean, the thing with Alex Silvani is how hard a player he yeah. is. He's a, he is an uncompromising player. He's also quick. Mm. And I and I think his capacity to you know to, to be able to go with Buddy in that round six game, but also to mix it with him, doesn't mm. put up with any nonsense. You love those sorts of players, you know, and he's been a great pickup. And then Liam Jones, you know, it's a, uh, it may be uh, the the best football story of two thousand seventeen period. Mm. Just you know, he was on the scrap heap, he was gone. You know, he's re signed for two and you know, good luck to him. You know, there's a, a salient lesson to any players that it ain't over until the uh, the, the fat lady reaches for the gaga water tone. Um, <laughs> into that so. tone. Um, look, we could go on, let's qu- but we won't. Let's quickly you touch on. Like. Um, well, um, just before we go to player of the year, can I just acknowledge a service to the club? And we have on the podcast over the course of the years. Uh, this year, Dennis Armfield um, uh, wore that 27, a great number at the Carlton Football Club, yes. wore it with distinction and did it justice. One of the great clubmen that ever played at the Carlton Football Club, a much-loved person, um, a, a fellow with an infectious character, you know, bubbly sort of figure. You couldn't help but like being around Dennis mm. Armfield. Um, a, had a great um, sense of um, social justice, I suppose. Mm. He, he won the Jim Stein's medal for his contributions to those less 
privileged. Yep. Um, um, just a great, great football man. Gave his all. You know, you talk about players that, you know, you love to see bleed blue. Yeah. He was one. You know, yeah. may not have been blessed with the, all the ability in the world that, you know, but but the way he committed himself to his football club, um, take a bow, Den. Uh, yeah. you, you stood tall throughout uh, your career. And um, I can still remember the day he walked in, Tone, 2007, I think it was, the end of 07. And remembering, you know, things were a lot more... <laughs> do, there was a lot more doom and gloom in <laughs> yeah. 2007. And yeah. yet he was one that brought a real spark, a badly needed spark to the place. And I remember, it was from day one, you know, you look and you said, oh, there's a, a, a young fellow who's up and about. And, yeah. you know, a great man for the club. You need people like that, you know, good people that really bring um, a bit of vim and vigour to the place and a bit of bubble. And... Um, you know, Dennis, um, you know, is, there'll be none more loyal than him. And, you know, I'm sure the doors to the Carlton Football Club will always be open to, to Dangles. He was uh, a, a great man for Carlton and uh, good luck to him in his post-Carlton career. I'm into that. Love to see him back here in some capacity. Another one we lost this year, Neil Craig, a great yes. servant of the club as well after <clears throat> his senior coaching career at Adelaide but came to Carlton and contributed. And, and he's somebody who leaves the he leaves the place contented, I think, at um, the, the potential ahead. Well, you know, um, I think everyone wants to leave the club a better place than when mm. they arrived. And, and you know, if you, if you look at what's happening uh, around the place, Tone, with um, some of the... Um, uh, what, what I'm trying to say, the, uh, the state of play with some of the coaches and the, and the coaching staffs and whatever, I think what, what Neil Craig brought was stability, um, given that Brendan Bolton, you know, was a young young coach just embarking on his career and probably needed that father figure yeah. alongside. And I think, I think what Neil Craig probably brought um, and I'm only surmising. I'm not in the inner sector. Was a real stability to to that to that area, but also probably provided a sounding board to Brendan Bolton. Mm. You know, and uh, just a steadying, a steadying, calming influence. Um, I, I think in, was was vital actually um, to Brendan at this particular phase of his coaching journey. So um, Neil Craig, again, a, a great football person, had 40 years in the game from his time as a player through all his coaching years. Um, just totally uh, uh, total fan of football, lover, lover of the game, and um, a great football person. You know they're hard to come by, and um, mm. and he has certainly earned his um, moment in the sun. He's been a great servant for Carlton and for football, Tony. Well, Tony, it is that time where we announce the <coughs> player of the year. Before we get there, um, can we just acknowledge again while we're at it, Sam Doherty's. Unbelievable oh. year, and you know, to, to come from a team that uh, ends the year with our ladder position, we're what second off the bottom, yes. second to then make all Australian. I think the springboard to that Third was obviously, yeah, was uh, obviously his inaugural. Two Tones Player of the Year Award last year. Modesty prevented me from um, making that <laughs> assumption, Tony, but thank you for doing so. <laughs> but come on, like, the join the dots, people. Come on. Um, so no. well done to him to receiving the Virgin, uh, Virgin Australia All-Australian Honours, uh, the first at this club since Juddy and Mark Murphy in 2011. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Six years, and know, he, he, gets a, he gets a blazer out of it. Yeah, Come well, on. that's right. It's a shame it wasn't blue, but uh, however, I'm sure he'll wear it with pride. Now, um, he will be – look, that, that, that's the rough oh, – sorry, that's the smooth for, for Doc, who's, who's played a, a fantastic year. The rough for him, however, 
as the, uh, he has not managed to go back to back in the two tones player of the year. He gave it one hell of a tilt tone, but uh, but the winner is, and I'll throw to you. He's a great man. He's a great man. He's a great man and a great player. Yes. Now he he ended on twenty six votes, and there there is. There is daylight, and I'm talking a North Pole day of 24 hours of daylight between him and uh, and the runner-up. But we have to add the two votes that he secured from you earlier on in the podcast. Tony. Yes, that just trots him out to 28. If you don't mind, Go you don't on, have to say, say the name. Cruz! <laughs> what, a, what a year he had, Tony. Uh, the big bloke uh, come of age, uh, injury-free, as you said, earlier in the year, and um, that was half the battle, wasn't it? Oh. You know, I mean, when Carlton Security Services, you know, much publicised services uh, ahead of Cochin in that draft uh, uh, those years ago, um, you know, they thought the, there was enormous upside to the big man. Uh, injuries really crueled him for a, a, a greater part of his uh, early career and only now is he seen to have got the body right, you know, for whatever reason the rigours of the game were really taken toll. Mm. And, you know, there were moments, you know, where I'm sure, you know, a lot of us thought, is he ever going to, you know, get to those lofty heights we expect of him? Well, he's done that in spades this year and, I mean, it all started with him, you know, the Senecock. Set of bounce. Uh, he led the way. The oh. way he, he was able to contest that ruck uh, contest and back it up, yeah. try and you know rove his Second, own taps. Second, third efforts. Second, third efforts. Amazing. And but what we saw was a, a real f- freedom that he played with, mm. by virtue of the fact that he was um, he had a, an injury uninterrupted preseason. And in this day and age, you've you've got to have it, or if you don't get through the summer months unscathed, you're mm. behind the eight ball for effectively. Half the year at least. So, uh, you know, a great man, um, one that seeks l- little fanfare, mm. um, just goes about his business. You know, they call him Humphrey. He's chirped up a bit this year, mm. um, which is great to see. I've interviewed him a couple of times after the game, couldn't shut him up. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, a great man for the football club. And, and as I said earlier, Tone, um, being a big man, you know, maybe the best is ahead. They, they, they're notoriously slow starters mm. as players, but uh, maybe the best years are ahead for um, Matty Cruiser. Yeah, All power to him. Prospect, All uh, power to him. I and, say, yeah. I, and I think my personal view is that uh, when it comes to best and fairest night, it'll probably be a two-horse race between him and the dock, yeah. in my opinion, but you never know. Um, John Nichols' medals uh, uh, nights are a funny game, Tone. Well, um, yeah, indeed. And c- am I right in thinking that uh, was he back for the Port Adelaide game that John Barker coached after Mick Malthouse was sacked? Was he? Was that? Let's say he's he's kind of that sparked the resurgence in Matty Cruiser because he's played pretty much consistently since then. Yes, your your memory's better than mine. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yes, there seemed to be uh, that pivotal moment. You know where um, it was almost as if you know he'd got through the worst, and and really with every game, yeah. You know, he was growing in confidence, clearly, and, and belief in his body. You know, the, you know, my body's right. I can mm. withstand the rigours. And I think what we've seen with every game that he's played, a, a, um, an increase in, in his self-belief. And um, as I said before, we always knew that he could play. It was more a question of whether he could get a reasonable crack at it, Yeah. Um, you know, with his body standing up. So he, um, he re- Okay, this is how I react to him yes. as a fan when he goes near the ball, and it, it reminds me of Cuda, Juddy or Sticks. It's that sort of thing. It's exciting, you know, 
the the best man is on the job. Yep. You know, it, it, whatever he does is going to be sensible and it's going to be to our advantage. Yes. Um, th- that's what I get out of Cruz and just watching him in the ruck. Those second efforts are amazing. Oh, amazing. And like, I, th- and, I think and, that's what I like most about him, yeah. the head over the ball. Yeah. You know, he contests the ruck and then he's straight into the next contest and, and the, the next know, and the next. Get, and then he might drift back to the forward line and then, you know, clunk it. That's oh, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's treme- a tremendous a competitor, you know, um, and he's been loyal to the club. You yeah. know, let's let's be honest. You know, there were there was a serious play on him a couple of years ago, but uh, he was loyal to Carlton, and and um, good on him because Carlton's faith in in Cruz has been rewarded now. And um, and you know, let's hope he's a one club player for the Carlton oh, Football yeah. Club because uh, this was his standout year. When you reflect on his career so far, I think. 2017 is a year you say, well, geez, this, is, this was the year for, for the big bloke. And good luck to him. Well, he does get the um, the, the uh, Placo shirt, the Hutton's hand, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Petra Orange shoes. Uh, the Tosca Travellers, uh, first class. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And he gets a, a flight to a destination of his choice with Ansett Airlines. Well, no, so, no, Virgin, I would think, <laughs> okay. uh, just to clarify <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> all fair to our uh, major sponsors yeah. for the next five years, Tone. You know what? I don't think they've got much to worry about in terms of competition from Reg Ansett's old airline. <laughs> Um, Tone, uh, can I just say it's been a magnificent uh, pleasure, delight and honour to oh, do the podcast with you again. It's mutual, Tone. Great fun. We've yep. had a great year and um, and uh, long may continue. Indeed. And look, uh, thank you to everybody who's, uh, we mentioned this before, who's who's come up to us at games or, or uh, you know, has just uh, approached us wherever. Great give, carp yeah, people. Yes, to they give us, uh, to give us feedback s- about the podcast. Yep. We do love that. And they, they say it because they feel it, Tone. Yes. That's, that's the passion that we right. love. All right, perfect. And uh, look, all going well. We look forward to <clears throat> to being with you again in uh, season 2018. Thanks to Grace and, uh, and to Jack for um, keeping us honest all year. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and to Luca Ganano. So um, we will join, we'll hopefully join you next year uh, for what is uh, going to be an exciting year in the history of the Carlton Football Club. Bring it on, Tone. That's all I say. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs>